Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. I want to welcome all of our viewers tonight, new and regular. If you are joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. And as always, please visit our YouTube channel, which is called Walking Dead Now. And please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already done so. And if you're there now, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button. Uh, it's going to be me talking to you guys live on the air tonight. Saz is not going to be joining us tonight. She'll be back tomorrow. Want to welcome singer Chick. Singer Chick. Uh, you, you know how hard it is to get a hold of you? Uh, Singer Chick uh, filled out our application, and I've been trying to get a hold of her for like four days now with no response. So, Singer Chick, I'm glad you're with us. Check your email. Alpha is also with us on YouTube. Lindsay Sparks is joining us on Facebook, saying good evening to everyone. Karina is with us on Instagram. Alasa is with us. Uh, Sensura is here, Fifty Shades is joining us, let's see, Evelyn is with, with us, Cece Weezy is joining us, Jaden, good to see a lot of the familiar faces, Zachary, who is uh, celebrating his name day today, and he made it a point to let me know before the show, so happy name day, Zachary, uh, let's see, who else do we have with us? uh amx is joining us soon is also with us just want to say hello to all you guys the list is long thank you for being here with me tonight singer writes lol i'm sorry viz was out of town two days i messaged back on the comments did not get the email well i responded back to the email that you put on the form so i don't know if you might have mistyped it or not it didn't get bounced back but uh, I did send you an email. Maybe you check your junk folder. Should not have gone to the junk folder, but check it anyway. Cat uh, is with us on YouTube. Uh, Tiffany is joining us on Twitter. Junior James is also with us on YouTube. So welcome, everybody. AMX is asking how everyone is doing. Uh so, just going through here, AMX has also given us a nice heart. Uh, Mona is with us on Facebook, saying, Good morning, my Walking Dead family. Miss you all these busy days. Good to have you back with us, Mona. Uh, so, guys, yesterday, uh, I showed you guys a whole bunch of new pictures from Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, World Beyond also released uh, quite a few pictures as well. And what I did with those is I put them in a slideshow so we can go through them. Now, we have not seen a single episode yet of World Beyond. I'm dying to see the premiere. So these are characters we have yet to see, become attached to. No, we've read a lot about them, but it's different reading about them than actually seeing them for the first time on television. So let's go through the slideshow and take a look at some of these pictures. So these are going to be, uh, you know, these are going to be, I have a feeling these are going to become big household names for us. This show is going to be geared towards a younger generation of survivors, uh, which is going to attract a lot of uh, new fans, especially younger fans. So... There we go. That's the head of the CRM, at least the Omaha Division one. And we're going to get to know all about these people, you know, starting October 4th. I can't wait. Right after the finale, this is going to air. And I'm really psyched to see. And I bet you all these pictures are probably from the season premiere, the series premiere of the show. So there you guys have it. Those were dropped yesterday along with the uh, Fear of the Walking Dead pictures as well. 
Singer writes, I did. I even checked my deleted and I did not have anything from Dead Talk Live or Walking Dead now. Well, I will go ahead and resend the message. But like I said, I responded to the email that you put in the form. But I'll go ahead and resend it and let me know uh, my email. You know what? Instead of doing that, you're on YouTube. My email is in every one of my YouTube descriptions. So just open up the description and instead of filling out a form, just send me a direct email and I will respond back to that very soon after tonight's show. There, problem solved. Uh, Mona has given us a love heart with a whole bunch of other emojis. Uh, Lucienne is with us saying hello. I'm a white boy joining us. Welcome to all you guys. Uh, CC Weezy is giving us a whole bunch of hearts. Lady Guerrero is also with us on Instagram, giving us a thumbs up. George Azak has joined us. Welcome, George. Uh, let's see. Uh, Roya is also giving us a thumbs up. Welcome, guys. Standing Goal is with us on Instagram as well. Valley has just joined us on Facebook. Welcome. Welcome. Summer is here, too. So, how you doing, Summer? Trader. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's uh, move on, okay? Uh, so, Fall Guys has reached out to Norman Reedus to voice a video game character. Uh, as one of the most popular characters on The Walking Dead, uh, Daryl Dixon has captured the heart of fans all around the world. Norman Reedus, the actor who plays Daryl, has been in many movies and even ventured into doing voice acting for video games. He lent his voice to the main character in Death Stranding, a high-concept PS4 release by Metal Gear, uh, Hideo Kojima. However, his voice acting in video games might not be done just yet as he has received an offer from a popular video game at the time of this writing Redis has not responded to the tweet asking him to voice Yetis however that could be something to keep an eye on because it would not only be a ton of fun but anytime that anyone from the walking dead can get involved in projects outside the zombie apocalypse is welcome so that's good to hear for all you uh for all us you know for all i don't have enough time to play games i used to but uh that's good news right there and i agree with what they say you know every time we get to see these characters actors go outside of the walking dead for a little bit and we get to see them uh doing their craft on something else uh i think it's a real treat for us i think it's a big treat Rapids is with us on YouTube, as is Rhea on Facebook. Minor is also with us on YouTube as well. Uh, so let's see. Now, Michael Rooker, Merle from The Walking Dead. I did not know this, but he is has been recovering from the coronavirus. He caught COVID. And, uh, you know, it's been quite a battle. That's his quote. Now, the article goes on to say that the Walking Dead star took to Instagram to share his new negative test results and discussed how he has finally recovered from the virus. Well, the day is here. This is day uh, 04, the month 09 of the year of our Lord 2020. Great news has surfaced on this day, he started. The news is, yo all... Yo all Rooker fans, if you ain't all figured it out by now why I've been isolating in this crazy awesome airstream of mine, let me y'all help you out by saying I've been fighting off COVID-19. The Merle Dixon uh, actor continued and, have, and I have to let y'all know it has been quite a battle and as in any war all is fair. And in the middle of this epic battle, I've come to the conclusion that there ain't a whole heck of a lot one can do externally. 
to fight off COVID-19 once it has gotten into your body slash immune system. The 65-year-old, he's 65, dude doesn't look a day over 50. The 65-year-old went on to say that the real battle takes place internally and said he de he's decided not to use extra medicines or supplements. I felt that if my immune system was not already prepared for this battle, loading up with all that extra stuff would only do me damage as kidneys and liver would have been gravely stressed. He's absolutely correct about that. We happily announced how he has finally won the war after suffering from the virus for a while. So that's great news. I love Michael Rooker. Uh, we all loved him as Merle, uh, even though he was uh, uh, a bad dude trying to redeem himself. He played him brilliantly. He did an amazing job as Merle. And I am very happy to hear that he has beat COVID back and he's on the road to a full recovery. So let's see what you guys are saying. Um, CC writes, COVID is no joke. No, it is not. Fabricia has given us a smiley love face, as is Koran. Evelyn has given us a love heart. Fabian has given us a thumbs up. AMX writes, just me, or are the hearts on IG going to the top of the screen since we did that happen? Or am I dumb? No. Uh, as far as I can tell, you know, you guys know how much I love those floating hearts. They're going up the same distance. <laughs> Hosini's giving us a wave on Instagram as well. Well, uh, Valerla is with us on Facebook. Welcome. Uh, let's see. Tiffany says full recovery and applauding. Yes, that is very good news. Very good news. Uh, Sarah Luis on Facebook writes, Hi, Viz and team. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for being with us. Tiffany also writes, Oh, wow. I had no idea that Michael Rooker was battling COVID. Anyway, I'm glad to hear that he's on the mend and that he has beaten this thing back. So, 10 things you did not know about Alex on Fear the Walking Dead. And all you Fear the Walking Dead fans out there are asking yourselves right now, well, who the hell is Alex? Alex is the character from the Fear the Walking Dead webisode, Flight 462, and has actually appeared on the show itself, Fear the Walking Dead, until the fifth episode of season number two. Uh, she was a survivor of Flight 462 that crashed. And we saw the webisodes, uh, and we saw what happens after the plane crash in season two of Fear the Walking Dead when the Fear Gang is on the Abigail, the yacht. Anyway, the article goes on to say the character was originally going to be called Charlie. An article on thewalkingdead.com introduced the world uh, to the cast of Flight 462. However, back then, the character of Alex was mentioned as Charlie for some reason. Even Alex's actress, Michelle Ang, seemed clueless about this previous name. I don't know where that came from, she said. We never hear or we never hear her being referred to as Charlie on Flight 462. So maybe it was a placeholder or maybe there was a story to implement it, implement to it. Uh, Michelle Ange didn't know she was auditioning for a Walking Dead series. While initially auditioning for the role of Alex, Michelle didn't have a clear idea of the project she was being a part of. For her, for her auditions, she wasn't made to act in some sort of zombie world. Instead, she was to audition with dummy slides as an impatient woman in a train station who was getting agitated by a young boy. Uh, main cast character with the least appearances. 
Because of her leading role in Flight 462, Alex is considered to be one of Fear the Walking Dead's main characters. She's the main character with the least appearances in this case, having appeared in just two episodes. Further, she's the only main character in the series with unknown status, as her fate was left on an ambiguous note when the Manawas and the Clarks left the pirate do uh, dockyard. Next on the list, Michelle was nominated for an Emmy for her portrayal of Alex. New Zealand filmed and TV actress Michelle Ang was nominated for an Emmy Award in 2016 in the category of Outstanding Actress in a Short-Form Comedy or Drama Series. Uh, her fate was uncertain in Flight 462, even though Alex was the main lead in Flight 462, the cast members were pretty uncertain about who would end up surviving the flight and then maybe bag a role in Fear the Walking Dead. Michelle compares her character's survival as winning the lottery. As she puts it, all the actors who shot Flight 462 were told there will be some survivors that will cross over, but who knows who it's going to be. So none of us knew even after we shot it and even when it started airing. Wow, they really delayed that one, letting them know. A deleted scene with Alicia. Alex's planned extended role in Fear the Walking Dead becomes more evident with a deleted scene in which she's supposed to be meeting with Alicia Clark. After their meeting, Alex was to help Alicia escape Connor's boat. Instead, the final cut showed Strand abandoning Alex and a dying Jake in the ocean. She's later rescued by Connor after Jake's death, which is revealed when she meets an imprisoned Travis aboard Connor's ship. Uh, Alex was the, uh, her traveling companion or the person she met on the flight. Connor was part of that pirate team that tried to take over the Abigail. Alex's uh, actress once auditioned for Cho Chang. Michelle Ange has appeared in several films uh, and shows over the years. Uh, she is also a nervous flyer and jokingly confessed that despite the character's scenes being set in the course of one flight, the actress is a nervous flyer in real life. I had a couple of days after filming that were quite a long flight. I was suddenly clocking everyone who went to the bathroom while we were up there. I'm a little bit of a nervous flyer and I don't like turbulence much, but I've never been weary of sick people on a plane before now, she said in an interview. Another thing we don't know about the character, a foreseer for vague reasons. Since the start of Flight 462, Alex seems to be ahead of all the characters, as she senses the zombie virus outbreak way before the other characters. This can be understood from the overprotective role she adopts in saving her fellow passengers through the web series. She also seems to be going through PTSD as she boards the flight. Michelle was herself pretty perplexed on how Alex was such a foreseer being ahead of everyone else and asked, uh, Ange asked several doubts uh, to the screenwriters, but even their answers didn't provide her with much clarity. Alex's backstory was likely left to be vague on purpose. The reason she got close to Jake. Alex is usually a quiet character who hardly bonds with any of the other passengers, barring Jake. And says that partly the connection was born out of guilt. Alex feels guilty for separating Jake from her mother 
in the crucial hours preceding the outbreak by taking her seat in the flight. Further, Ange feels Alex needed something to push her to survive, something that would function as her grand mission. This is why saving Jake in his final hours becomes a mission for Alex to feed her own survival mechanism. So there you guys have it. You got a whole lot more information than you bargained for, for especially from a, a web series on Fear the Walking Dead, on a character that we saw throughout Flight 462 of the Fear web series, and did crossover for two episodes on Fear itself in the second season. Uh, let's see what's going on. Peter is with us on Facebook saying Negan is the best. Singer, boy, cat right singer. I missed the last uh, one and a half episodes. Hope is all as well. Uh, singer writes, thanks, cat. Just shopping for then celebrating my 14 year old daughter birthday early in the week. Oh, wish her a happy birthday from us. Raquel is with us on Facebook saying hello, Walking Dead family. Let's see. Driftwick is with us on YouTube as well saying hello to everyone. And my Instagram feed keeps cutting in and out. CC Wheezy on Instagram writes, so what happened to Alex after she talked to Travis? We don't know. That's what they're saying. They left it uh, unknown. They never addressed her character again. Uh, sort of like Jim in season one of The Walking Dead, left by the tree. We knew he was bit. We knew he was going to turn. But exactly what his fate was, we have no idea. And the safe thing to assume in the zombie apocalypse, if your character is not seen or heard from again for a long, long time, and you were alive the last time we saw you, you are more than likely dead by now. As, you know, what's the right word? As dark as that sounds, it's there are no happy endings in the uh, Walking Dead universe. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else is going on. Philo is also with us on Instagram saying hello. Uh, Three Boss is waving at us. So, next thing we have on tap for you. This is no real shocker. But there are, here are some reasons on why Walking Dead fans hated Andrea so much. I just want to go on record. I did not hate Andrea. I didn't love her. I did not hate her. I just thought the character made some really stupid decisions. Uh, hats off to Laurie Holden who played Andrea exactly as she was written to be played. Uh, so Lori Holden did an amazing job playing Andrea. It's just the character of Andrea just left a lot of us really perplexed as to just some of the really what-are-you-thinking decisions that she made, you know? Tiffany on Twitter writes, I concur. So let's, let's hear what they have to say. Andrea didn't gain a ton of support from viewers during her three-season stint on The Walking Dead. The character played by Lori Holden was based on a key figure featured in The Walking Dead comic book series created by Robert Kirkman. Rather than follow her comic book character's arc and personality traits, the TV version of Andrea went in a completely other direction. In doing so, Andrea emerged as one of the most hated... There's that word again. I don't like the word hated, but they're writing it, not me. She emerged as one of the most hated characters in the minds of a large segment of fans. Holden made her Walking Dead debut... In the show's second episode called Guts, Andrea was one of the members of the small group of survivors 
that took in Laurie and Carl Grimes before they reunited with Rick. Again, that's not completely accurate. They all met up on the highway stranded in traffic. It wasn't him or her taking anyone in. They sort of banded together. The former civil rights lawyer and her younger sister, who's going to be our guest on Tuesday, her younger sister Amy, played by Emma Bell, is going to be our guest here live on Tuesday evening. Uh, They were saved by a fellow survivor, Dale. Andrea served as a viable contributor when it came to protecting the group, especially when the camp relocated to the Green family farm. She eventually became separated from the rest of the group and wound up in Woodbury, where she became romantically involved with the community's sadistic leader, the governor. Again, like I mentioned yesterday or the day before, very stubborn. Andrea's character was very stubborn, and she always felt her decisions were always right and everyone else was wrong. That is what made her so irritating. By The Walking Dead Season 3, it was made clear that the TV series was deviating from Andrea's comic book arc. Not only did the character make a bad first impression, but she constantly chastised those who put their lives on the line for her safety. Rather than make a strong female force, many felt the show transformed her into a pushy, unappreciative figure. That I agree with. The decision to erase Andrea's presence was made in an effort to provide shock value. In reality, it led to some viewers to become even more dissatisfied with the character. Not only did she make questionable choices, but now there was no shot of steering Andrea to a figure reminiscent of the comic book version. Basically, when they killed her, they took away any chance of her basically getting some sense. And that was the end of Andrea. So, people were not, fans were not satisfied with her while she was alive. And when she died, that removed any possible chance of her sort of kind of getting the traits that the comic book version of Andrea had, which we know was a big time character uh, involved with Rick. Her and Rick were running Alexandria together. Longtime character on The Walking Dead comic book series. Uh, let's see. Stenningel writes, I was indifferent to Andrea, same as you. No lover, but no hater. CC writes, I didn't like that after she seen the governor was not a good guy. Herschel told her she could come back with them and she still chose the governor. Yeah, stubborn. Stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. Singer writes, I agree with that too. Viz, it was her way or the highway and she really didn't care what anyone else thought. That is totally true. Cat writes, I did start to feel sorry for her when she was killed, though. And that last scene that we saw of Andrea, I think it finally clicked for her. As it usually does when someone is facing death. She knew she was about to die, and the little bulb above her head finally went off. And uh, it was at that moment that she realized all the mistakes she has made and the reason she gave Rick and Daryl and Michonne, who were there with her in the room, was that she just wanted to bring everyone together and, you know, sing Kumbaya and live happily ever after. But that that was fantasy. That was never going to happen with a psychopath like the governor. And uh, even... Then, with Rick, Michonne really cared for Andrea. She really did. Uh, That's why Michonne kept going back to Woodbury to try to get her out of there, even though she didn't want to leave. 
I felt bad for Michonne and even Rick and Daryl in that scene after they found her bit. Uh, they they cared for her too. Uh, they did. They were sad. They were upset that she was going to die. And you remember they all they all waited outside the room. Rick gave her uh, his gun and she shot herself. That was the end of Andrea. Uh, Tiffany on Twitter writes, Michonne broke down in that scene. She did. She really she really loved her. Uh, Summer writes, Finally, too little, too late. She betrayed my katana queen. Yeah, she did. I don't know betrayed is the right word. Uh, she just wouldn't listen to her. You know? She just wouldn't listen to her. You got to give credit to Michonne, though. She saw right through the governor from the very beginning. She saw right through his whole act. And you got to give props to uh, Michonne on that one. Uh, And Singer writes, yep, Summer, but Michonne still cared about her even when she chose to stay with the governor. She absolutely did. All right, let's move on to today's topic. Uh, We are going to be talking about character mentors on the walking dead to explain a little further we are going to be talking about characters who acted as mentors to other characters on the walking dead Uh, maybe you may have not even have noticed just how much of a mentor the mentor the characters we are going to name really were on the show And as always, please feel free to chime in with your thoughts. The phone number is right up there. Uh, Call in if you would like as well to uh, talk to us live on the air. We would love to hear from you. So anyway, uh, let's start with our first character on the list. And why not start with Dale? Now... A lot of you may be asking, what did Dale do? If we rewind all the way back to season one, Dale actually passed on some very important knowledge to another character. Uh, you could say that Dale was a mentor to Glenn. I don't think anybody here can argue with that. Now, Glenn might be a great pizza delivery driver, and we know he loves nice cars. When it comes to maintenance, but he didn't have a clue, at least not with an RV. Dale taught and mentored Glenn on the mechanics of fixing the RV and just general maintenance. And I'm sure a lot of you guys, when you think about all the stuff, all the talks that Glenn and Dale had, that is just something that's not really thought about too much. But it does play an important role in Glenn's character and getting the group out of a, quite a few sticky situations as the seasons rolled on. When Glenn is grieving after Dale died, Andrea tells Glenn that Dale was proud of him, and he was. We also see in episode 11 of season 5, which was called The Distance, shortly after the group meets Aaron... And they decide to drive to Alexandria. Glenn has no problem replacing the battery in the RV. Again, goes back to Dale teaching him all this stuff. Abraham is impressed and asks and asks him, "How did you know how to do that?" Glenn shoots back a smile, and uh, could this be a nod to Dale? I think so. Now, speaking of Glenn, we've all seen him being a mentor to Enid. Sort of, you could sort of say Glenn, you know, paying it forward. However, however short this mentorship lasted, it had a big effect on Enid. Uh, Glenn's words and his presence to not give up on Enid uh, has convinced her that the world is not a lost cause And she has people out there who care for her. And if you all remember, Glenn's talk to Enid happened shortly after 
he crawls out from under that dumpster and Enid threw a bottle of water down for him. Uh, and this is what Glenn says to Enid to convince her to return to Alexandria with him. The quote, The people you love, they made you who you are. They're still a part of you. If you stop being you, that last bit of them that's still around inside of who you are is gone. And that had a profound impact on Enid. Enid was running away. Uh, and she ran and she ran into Glenn. But she was running away. And it was Glenn that convinced her to come back. And when they come back, they, it's when they find Alexandria is surrounded by the walkers. And uh, they play a role, uh, a pretty big role, especially Glenn, in uh, helping fight back those walkers when uh, the Alexandrians decide to fight back. Anyway, moving on. Since this moment... The walls that Enid had built inside her started to crumble, and she got pretty close to Glenn, Maggie, and Carl. And just a reminder, even though it was Glenn that was the one that really reached uh, and touched Enid in a way that nobody else in Alexandria could, Enid really developed a tremendously strong relationship with Maggie especially after Glenn died. Uh, was it her way of paying tribute to Glenn and helping Maggie out any way she could because she felt a responsibility and she saw Glenn as the person that saved her from the hopelessness that she felt? That's anyone's guess. Diane is with us on Facebook. Uh, Lindsay Sparks on Facebook writes, Nope, I agree with you, Viz, about Dale being a mentor to Glenn. Tiffany on Twitter writes, Oh, beautiful scene in season five. Gypsy Road is with us. Welcome, Gypsy. Cat uh, goes on to say, Without that talk, Enid would not be the same. Amir on YouTube writes, What do you think about what they did to Carol's character. Carol has been on a roller coaster since when we first met her. And that roller coaster is not going to end. Uh, it's going to, except instead of going up and down, up and down, Carol's character roller coaster has a lot of twists, turns, and really never really returns into the same spot twice. That's what makes her such a magnificent character. Such a fascinating character. Uh, this season, the character-wise, has not been Carol's greatest. I think we can all agree on that. She has been reckless. She has been selfish. Yeah, she lost Henry, that broker. She has lost a lot of other people, too, that have broken her, but she's always managed to find her way back. And she's always managed to keep to keep the greater good of the group ahead of her own selfish needs. And in this past season, that's not over yet, season 10, that has sort of been pushed to the side. For the first time, we really see Carol thinking about no one but herself in the form of getting vengeance for what Alpha did to Henry. She didn't really care whose lives she put at risk. Uh, it was all about her vengeance. And even after Negan delivered her her head, she was still not satisfied. She was like, what the hell took you so long? Uh, and she thought that once Alpha's head was on that pike, she would feel a big sense of relief and satisfaction. That never happened. Alpha still haunted her, as we know, in the form of her hallucinations that she had after she did get Alpha's head. So that's what I think about Carol's character. Carol is probably one of the most complex characters on The Walking Dead. 
without any doubt. Um, so let's see. Singer writes, oh, wow, never thought of that, Viz. Great thought. Uh, let's see. Cat writes, Tiffany, the balloons were used as Glenn's signal when they were leading the horde away from Alexandria. So it became symbolic to remind her of Glenn. You're absolutely correct. Uh, Castro on Instagram writes, Carol is my hero. Uh, also writes, I love Daryl and Carol. I love Carol and Daryl as well. Keko is with us from Argentina, writing Argentina walking. I love that. Uh, business on Instagram writes, Carol has and will continue to get stronger. I agree. Uh, let's see what kind of a role Carol plays in this finale. Uh, I have no idea. It can really go either way because we know she has not come back to the Carol she was before Henry. She probably never will. I mean, just like when Sophia died, that forever changed her. When she had to kill Lizzie, that forever changed her. Same thing with Henry. So we always keep getting a new Carol. But the thing, like I said, I'm going to say it again. She has always put the group's need in front of her own. That's what's changed this season. And that's what annoyed a lot of the Carol fans out there. They're still Carol fans, but that's what annoyed them about Carol's character this season. Is that for the first time in 10 years... We see Carol putting her own selfish needs ahead of the groups. So, uh, Tiffany writes, I love Carol. Carol is a friend in my head. Uh, I don't think anyone here is saying that they don't love Carol. They, we all love Carol. We're just talking about just how she has been really selfish this season. Uh, Jim is with us on Facebook. So, let's go ahead and continue, guys. Uh, going back to Glenn and Enid. Now, as we, as discussed in one of our recent episodes, Sadiq also taught Enid medicine. So we can count him in as a mentor as well. And don't forget that Carl uh, also left his mark on Enid, which she passes down to Henry. The words that Carl wanted Enid to remember came from the letter he wrote to her just before he died. Quote, Just surviving, it isn't living. You live with it by staying who you are, by not letting bad things change you. That was Carl's quote to Enid in the letter he left her. It was these, it was these words that had helped Enid when she lost Carl and later helped Henry make the right decision by not stopping Lydia from returning to her mother when Alpha was ready to trade her for hostages, Luke and Alden. Enid remembered Carl's exact words and quoted them to Henry, which he took to heart. Remember, before Henry met Lydia, he had the hots for Enid. And Enid knew that. You know, but she was involved with Alden instead. Uh, now, did Alden replace Carl in Enid's heart? No, I don't think so. I think Enid did love Carl. They never said the words. But I really do think she did love him. And uh, I, think, I think he loved her too. It would have been interesting. In the comic books... Carl ends up marrying Sophia, which died in season two of the TV show. But what do you guys think about, you know, uh, you know, if Carl did survive, Carl and Enid making it to the end as, you know, basically Enid taking Sophia's spot in the comic books. And we all mentioned before, Carl is one of the last ones standing when the comic books ended. What what kind of couple do you think Carl and Enid would have made uh, all the way to the end of the Walking Dead series? I think they would have made an awesome couple. Uh, so this brings us to other characters who have mentored Henry. 
and he has had quite a few himself. Uh, from a young age, Morgan started training Henry how to fight with a bow stick. And you all remember that Morgan's mentor was, was Eastman. He taught Morgan how to use the bow stick and instilled the belief in him that all life is precious. Even though Morgan leaves the series after the Savior War, Henry keeps his, this skill as he grows up and even starts to pass it on to Lydia. You could also count Daryl as a mentor for Henry. While Daryl was reluctant to be the kind of mentor that Carol had asked him to be, he still succeeded in getting Henry's respect. And that was shown off when uh, basically Henry and Lydia were locked up in the cells right next to each other. Henry was left there so they can try to get information about the whisperers from Lydia. And after Henry realized what Daryl's plan was, he was initially pissed at him, if you guys remember. But in the end, he understood why he did it. And it sort of gave him a new respect for Daryl that maybe he did not have before. Uh, Lindsay on Facebook writes, I agree, awesome couple. Talking about Carl and Enid. Tiffany writes, oh, I remember. Uh, business on Instagram writes, Daryl's going to be a great mentor. Uncle to Judith. Yeah, I agree. Uh... Tab is with us on Instagram. Daryl Norman is also with us saying hello. Uh, business rights would have loved Enid and Carl to survive. They'd have been awesome duo. They would have been a badass duo. Even though Enid was not the fighting type, I don't think she ever would have been. Uh, I think they complemented each other very well. I really do. Uh, a lot of uh, Harumi is giving us a smiley love face and a lot of waves on Instagram. MilfMoney345 is also waving at us. Welcome all you guys on Instagram. So, uh, had Henry not been killed off, uh, let me look at the time. Yeah, had Henry not been killed off, I think there was room for him to grow under Daryl's wing. Would you agree or disagree uh, with me on this basically do you see daryl and henry bonding in a way where daryl actually would have taken henry under his wing a lot more and trained him like we saw daryl sort of training judith on how to be a tracker Remember one of the final episodes that we saw from season 10 when uh, Daryl and Judith are patrolling outside of the woods uh, around the hospital? Uh, Daryl didn't bring Judith on purpose with him. She followed him out there and he wanted to bring her back, but she convinced him to let her stay. Uh, she was testing. He was testing her. Uh, there was one scene where he asks her to go check out a tree where apparently someone fell up against. And uh, he asked her, "Is it was it a walker or a human? And uh, he was testing her, teaching her how to track. So do you guys see if Henry would have survived as Henry being that person re receiving the mentorship from Daryl? I personally like Daryl and Judith better. I like Daryl mentoring Judith, especially now that Michonne is gone. Rick is gone. Michonne is gone. Uh, Judith really needs Daryl to continue her training, to her guidance growing up. I think Daryl is the perfect fit even though he was never a father uh i think he would be a great stand-in dad for judith 
Uh, so let's see. Uh, uh, Tab is, like I said, joining us. Daryl is from Brazil, giving us kisses. Business says, I agree, Viz. Uh, Danlin is on Facebook from Malaysia. Welcome from Malaysia. Let me flip over to the YouTube side. Amir is with us on YouTube saying, I can't see them like that. I think with Henry, it would have been a lot more complicated. Yep. Uh, Singer also writes, oh, absolutely. Kat writes, I think Daryl could be a good mentor for Henry. Uh, But yes, I prefer Daryl and Judith. I wasn't a fan of Henry. Henry, uh, I don't know what's the right word to describe Henry. He was kind of bullheaded. He was bullheaded, even as a young kid. Uh, you know, he was dead set on avenging his brother Benjamin. And uh, he was a pretty stubborn kid, you know? He was a pretty stubborn kid. And w- when we lost him as a teen, he'd only gotten even more stubborn and more set in his ways. Anyway, let's move on to Lydia. I think the fact that Lydia listens to Daryl, he's become a mentor to her as well. Uh, Now, we've talked about Daryl and Judith. Judith does see Daryl as Uncle Daryl. Judith sees Daryl as her Uncle Daryl. And it is obvious that she admires him when she asks him to teach her all the things that we just talked about. Uh, He starts teaching her how to track. Now, let's talk about the person that Daryl mentored in season four, Beth. And a lot of us don't really think of Daryl actually mentoring Beth. It was more like a big brother, little sister type of relationship. Uh, Now, I know there are, you know, there are Daryl and Beth shippers out there and others who see them as siblings or friends, but do you think that Daryl also acted as a mentor with Beth? I believe he does. After the group lost the prison in the governor attack and the members became separated, Daryl and Beth were on the road together for quite a while, and I've also stated this in the past, if it wasn't for that half season that we got to see Beth uh, be on her own with just Daryl. Uh, I don't think we would have been as upset as we did get when Beth died. It was that half season, in particular one or two episodes, where it was just Daryl and Beth that really, for the first time, endeared Beth to us. Before then, she was always sort of a background person... Uh, we saw her become kind of callous in the uh, the premiere, I believe, of season four, which I believe is called 30 Days Without Incident, where she was dating a boy and Daryl comes in to tell her that he died. And she was just stone cold about it. She was like, okay. Didn't show much emotion. And it wasn't until... The prison fell after the governor took it down that we got to see Beth and Daryl alone together. That is when Beth really became a fan favorite. And it took just a few episodes to really get her endeared into our hearts. Uh, During this time, not only did they develop a special bond, we were also able to see a different side of Daryl as he starts to open up to Beth. Daryl teaches Beth skills to survive and how to adapt in the world that they live in. He starts to teach her how to use the crossbow, how to kill a walker with a knife, and also how to track. By the time Beth was kidnapped and taken to the hospital in Atlanta, she had already been armed with the skills and the strength that Daryl passed on to her. Now, who would have known it would be a very stupid decision that she makes that gets her killed? 
had she not made that emotional, you know, decision to kill Dawn. Uh, it was just completely stupid. It was completely emotional. She wasn't thinking. She All she had to do was walk on over to Rick, Daryl, and the group and leave. And she would have been fine. But no, she had to stab Dawn. Anyway, uh, there are quite a few people uh, that Daryl has in some shape or form acted as a mentor. And it's not something that you would expect when we first meet Daryl in season one. The guy who had the chip on his shoulder. Now, speaking of Beth, we got to talk about Herschel. Okay? Uh, disregarding the slight falling off the wagon and hitting the bottle... Uh, at the bar moment in season two, you can't really blame him. Uh, up until then, he believed the walkers could be cured. That's why he was stashing them in his barn. Uh, I think everyone here can agree that Herschel was a great mentor. In fact, I, I we put him here as probably one of the biggest ones. When Rick lost Laurie and he went through his period of... There's no other word for it. He suffered a breakdown. Uh, psychotic. He was hallucinating. It was Herschel that helped him through it. Herschel is also one of the few people who Rick listens to truly and respects. And that is reflected when we see Herschel again in uh, Rick's hallucination sequence in his final episode. We know how much of an impact he has had on Rick. Uh, when he appears in Rick's final episode, which is called What Comes After, Herschel also guided the group into transforming the prison to a place where they could rebuild and managed to help them turn the courtyard of the prison to farmland successfully. Now, if you think about it, Maggie has obviously been mentored by her father and she is able to ensure that Hilltop can source their own food, make their own weapons, fix farming equipment by having a, a blacksmith at hand. Anyhow, before we move on from Herschel, here's a wonderful quote from him, which really sums up how he has been such a great mentor and a perfect example of someone adapting to the new world. All right? And we're almost out of time, but the quote is, you step outside, you risk your life. You take a drink of water, you risk your life. And nowadays, you breathe and you risk your life. Every moment now, you don't have a choice. The only thing you can choose is what you are risking it for. Now, I can make these people feel better and hang on a little bit longer. I can save lives and that's enough reason to risk mine that's a great quote from herschel uh, and that was spoken during the flu outbreak in the prison now another person that you can mention as a, a more recent mentor is connie to her younger sister kelly uh as well and throughout the whole run of The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead. It's been a big basis. It's about passing on information. It's about people who have experience teaching people who are less experienced. Okay? Uh, they, they have... The communities have their own schools. They try to keep up the learning. But at the end of the day... It's the life lessons that you're going to get from the people who are surviving in that world that is going to make the difference between life and death for you in the zombie apocalypse. And with that, let me just look over some of the chats. Uh, I know a lot of you guys have been talking. Lindsay Sparks writes, Herschel was great. Uh, let's see what's going on on YouTube. It was so unexpected to see Daryl and uh, Beth be put together. Uh, Singer writes, he taught Farmer Rick. Singer also writes, loved Herschel. It was sad, and it was definitely sad when the uh, actress, Scott Wilson, passed away. 
that was a great loss for everyone. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me tonight. We are out of time. I hope you enjoyed tonight's discussion. Uh, please visit our website right up there at deadtalklive.com. Visit our YouTube channel, which is called Walking Dead Now. Please go ahead and subscribe if you're there now. Please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. I'll be back again tomorrow night. And guys, stay safe. And until then, stay walking.